Discover FX's Shogun, the official podcast available now. Every legend begins with a story. Listen and explore episode by episode the story of war, passion, and power set in feudal Japan. Join host Emily Yoshida each week with the creators, cast, and crew in this exclusive companion podcast. They dive deep into the twists and turns of the plot, go behind the scenes, and explore the real-life history that informed the limited series based on James Clavell's best-selling novel. Search FX's Shogun wherever you listen to podcasts. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Tax season is approaching, bringing potential extra cash your way. Rather than spending it all on an expensive deal filled with yada yada from your current wireless plan, consider switching to Metro by T-Mobile for no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada. You don't take yada yada in life. Don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. From UFOs to psychic powers and government conspiracies, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know. A production of iHeartRadio. Hello. Welcome back to the show. My name is Matt. My name is Noel. They call me Ben. We're joined as always without we're joined as always with our guest super producer, Chandler, the Madman Maze. Most importantly, you are you. You are here. That makes this the stuff they don't want you to know. It is the top of the week. Fellow conspiracy realist, Halloween moves ever closer, right? Uh, in, in the calendar, and the world is not stopping just because it's our favorite holiday. We're going to talk a little bit about forever chemicals with some good news. We're going to explore some sightings of a cryptid that might be familiar to some of us in the audience. And before we do any of that, we are going to plug 13 days of Halloween because today the fifth episode is out right now in season four and you should listen. Yes. Heck yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. No, we want more people to listen to 13 Days of Halloween brought to you by Aaron Menke, Alex Williams, and our own Mr. Matt Frederick. And Blumhouse Television. And Blumhouse Television. Uh, Knowles worked on this uh, in concert or in conspiracy with uh, <laughs> with the Madman Maze. Um, and Matt, you have EP'd the thing. We've got a cavalcade of incredibly talented writers, actors, producers, engineers, you name it. It's top notch. Uh, please tune in if you like scary stories. The Madman Maze's episode just came out. It's a banger. It's long and it is freaking creepy and weird and Wait, you're going to love it. It came out? 
yeah. by the time oh. this publishes. <laughs> it's also, I haven't finished doing my, uh, my sound design yet. I'm scared. I was like, what did I miss? It's also written by our very own Joe McCormick mm-hmm. of Stuff to Blow Your Mind fame. You will, in fact, recognize uh, quite a few of the 13 Days writers if we've if we've done things correctly <coughs> ben. before we but uh we also want to point out it's a, it's a lovely autumnal afternoon here at the iheart studios we are recording in person i know it's the first time in a minute yeah. i commented when matt walked in the room matt you're a person well, instead you, of just a, a face in a square you guys get your ridiculous history time in and uh i'm way up far away now so I'm I'm sorry, but I, I want to do this more. <laughs> well, we're glad that you're here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we're hoping to make this a regular thing. Let's dive right in without further ado or ado-do or et cetera. Uh, it turns out, you guys know catalytic converters? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, people like to steal them, right? Because they have copper in them. Isn't that the thing? They've got they, all kinds of stuff. They have all kinds of goodies. Wait, even like, no, there's some element in them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, catalytic converters are the platinum are the government mandated things that uh, are, are the government mandated things that help reduce emissions in internal combustion vehicles. And you're right, Noel. They do have platinum. They also have rhodium and palladium. You can get a lot of bang for your buck if you're a thief. You can sell these for a couple of couple of hundred uh, per unit. And just recently, three members of the same family in California have pled guilty to a conspiracy uh, for running a uh, a catalytic converter-specific theft ring that shipped $600 million worth of these things. Holy cow. To Jersey. Whoa. Of course he's going to Jersey. <laughs> like, why? It's like the airbag scam from The Sopranos. We talked about that, too. Like, people, mm-hmm. like, like steal airbags, and then mm-hmm. they sell them to, like, scrapyards that, that sell undeployed airbags. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And this... I'll be honest, I get these alerts whenever somebody officially gets uh, charged with or convicted of conspiracy. So is it, what, what is the alert? What is your Google alert? Like, what does it say? <laughs> it just says, it says uh, conspiracy and then law enforcement, I oh, think, wow. or court. Got it. Uh, so because usually, you know, when you do a Google alert, you can't just say conspiracy. You'll of course. Way, way too much stuff. A lot of hip hop, surprisingly. But let's go to a great article in the New York Times by Johnny Diaz. Uh, this was a national network of thieves, dealers, and what they're calling processors. So Tu Su Vang and then Andrew Vang and their mother, Monica Moa, were all from San, uh, all from Sacramento, California. They're all part of this ring. They would transport stolen catalytic converters, and then they would get paid by wire. They all pled guilty, uh, and they, and unfortunately, one of them, the first, the first one, Tao Su Vang, had uh, also pled guilty to 39 different charges related to money laundering. Whoa. Yeah. Well, that, that's interesting. I, I wonder how that all works. I would love to see the like inner workings What's of that conspiracy. Grift? Like, you know, it seems like the elements and such in the catalytic converters are of such value that mm. that in and of itself would be the grift. I don't understand well, how the money laundering element. You have, the money laundering is explaining to the government how you yes. okay. generated the income. Okay. So like the, the Breaking Bad car wash kind of stuff. Yeah. 
Well, think about all the shipping you're doing, mm-hmm. like from California to New Jersey. And catalytic converters, they're not huge, but they're also not tiny either. But yeah. <laughs> isn't the whole point of the money laundering grift that it's legal? Like uh, running a <laughs> catalytic converter theft ring is not exactly a good cover story. Right, so you have to have the good cover story, mm-hmm. which is the money laundering. By saying like, okay, "Hey, we," okay. I think I'm confused. I'm sorry. No worries. <laughs> so you get the you get the bad money, the money yeah. that needs cleaning when you get money for the converters. Fifty right? fifty dollars per gram okay. of those precious metals. Then you've got a front business. I don't know. Do we know what their business was? I think that was my question. I wasn't hearing what the front business was. Oh, okay. we, yeah, yeah. We don't have the details yet on their front business, but we do know that they have. <laughs> they had a heck of one because they had a they had a heck of one because they had to plead guilty to almost forty different money laundering charges. So something like a car wash, something like a you know the common ones would also be dare I say it casinos. But then yeah. uh, I, laundromats don't make sense to me because they're all quarters. <laughs> it could be another auto business, honestly, which yeah, is probably perfect. very you know yeah. likely. And they they laundered thirty eight million dollars mm-hmm. on their own. Unbelievable! Mm-hmm. How how many catalytic converters are we talking that would uh, yield six hundred million dollars? They're not sure yet. Uh, we can go to we can go to some cocktail math, but maybe that's for a future episode. What we can say for sure is that last year alone, sixteen hundred catalytic converters were stolen in California. Whoa. So these are the kingpins of this whole thing. I mean, it probably all traces back to them. I mean, they're have big to. fish. Yeah, they're big fish for sure. So just wanted to put that out there. Want to hear your stories about chop shops, folks, on either side of the law. You know what I mean? Uh, to the point that you're comfortable writing in. Legally speaking, also, yeah, don't don't steal cars. And if you take a cat, don't some people like take a catalytic converter out on purpose because it makes their engines rev louder or something? Yes. Isn't that a thing? Yes. Mm-hmm. But it's obviously an illegal mod, but it's, um, you know, and I despise those people <laughs> with loud <laughs> cars that go, like, oh, I hate that guy, whoever that is. But yeah. And speaking of illegal, there's one more uh, story I wanted to share before we before we move on to our second act. The Sinaloa cartel, you know them. You're terrified of them. You should be. Probably. You yeah. definitely don't want to rock the boat too much because they are functioning often as a quasi-governmental agency uh, or a quasi-governmental power, a state power now. And they are the currently the top exporter of fentanyl to the United States. So let's go to the week. Uh, just recently, this news dropped. Uh, this is an article by Peter Weber or Peter Weber, and the cartel has banned the production and trafficking of fentanyl, according to some Wall Street Journal reporting. Uh, the cartel, after putting out this warning, they killed several suppliers who kept trying to sneak this over on the side. Wow. And, and I, I think we've always questioned, like, it seems like bad business for fentanyl to be. I mean, maybe they're they're not necessarily lacing their street drugs with fentanyl. They're just exporting fentanyl pure in its pure form, right? Yeah, they're, yes. And fentanyl makes sense if you put ethics aside and you're in the drug game. Because you get so much more bang for your buck. It's so much cheaper to produce. You don't have to participate with the Golden Triangle or other like sources of 
of Poppy. I, I would like to read the translation of one of their warnings that came out. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. So in English, this says, attention due to the epidemic that plagues our country and our neighbors and the loyalty to our principles. We want to aid government efforts and CDS to eradicate the lethal drug known as fentanyl. Now it won't be now it won't just be forbidden, as it has always been within our business, but now we will persecute and punish the people who make, sell, transport, or lace this drug. Wow. So this does kind of speak to the question that we've always had. Like, hmm. how is it good business if you're killing your customers? You know, for right. certain types of street drugs that get laced with this that don't make sense, like cocaine or methamphetamine that, that aren't opioids that don't have the same analogous effect that fentanyl would produce. Uh, It just happens to be a similarly white powder that you can Mm. lace something with. It always seemed to me, and I think to all of us, to be a very head-scratchy kind of choice. Like, why would you – you won't repeat customers. You don't want to kill your customer upon their first purchase of your product. That just doesn't make sense. You want – at the very least, you want to get them hooked and – Maybe you kill them down the line from addiction and things that are associated with it, but mm. a drop dead, they called it a hot shot back in the day. Right. Not good business. So this sort of speaks mm. to they think that too. It does well, because it's what what we have to say, the important point for the chain of command or timeline is that fentanyl often uh, it is getting it's put in there to adulterate or step on the product before it gets to like the street level dealers. Right. So they don't know hmm. necessarily unless they're doing some, you know, quality assurance, which I imagine they do pretty frequently. Sure. But don't you, I don't see the cartels need to stop or I, I can't imagine as, as their like desire altruistic. to stop it. <laughs> it. For me, it's more like maybe law enforcement is hip to stop fentanyl because it's getting so much news. And they're coming at them so hard. They're like, that's it's bad exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So further down back to the week article, that's what is happening. Reportedly, it's in response to uh, law enforcement going harder on the paint or harder in the paint because of these fentanyl overdose deaths that have risen so sharply in the U.S., uh, Cartel operatives, like the mid-managers, because they're big enough to have that sort of Dilbert setup, oh, yeah. the, except with a lot of torture and death. The mid-level managers are talking to the Wall Street Journal, Western media, Mexican media, and one described how he is destroying the 25 fentanyl labs that he was in charge of. Because a lot of these guys, especially in mid-level and below, think of them more like independent contractors. They have a little bit of autonomy. It's, you have to give us this money. So like chicken man. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't it funny, though, how even that that threatening thing you just read reads like a press release from a pharmaceutical company? Yeah. We care so much about our yeah. customers and the epidemic that this drug has caused. It's always been banned, but now we're we're mega banning it. It's like they're they're looking out for optics. It's strange. It's, we'll, we'll get you that prescription cocaine mm-hmm. if you need it. But uh, this fentanyl. Sorry, guys, we're taking it off. It's darn not so. lost. It's I, I think it's not lost on anybody. How, the the irony of reading these official statements, that translation I, I read, you guys, is from banners that have been hung up at multiple drug spots. Wow. That's how you do Traffic a proper press pubs. release. Yeah, yeah and yeah. They're, they're handwritten. They look pretty serious. Uh, but also the irony here is that of all people, the cartel is talking about 
our principles. That, that's like what our values. Yeah. Yeah. Like, hey guys, we're a family organization. It's you like know? it's yeah. like they are actually. Well, I they know are. they are, but yeah. it's like, come on, this, <laughs> this is a joke. Because this is specifically El Chapo's sons, right? Mm-hmm. And this is like all those mob convert, all those mob films. Oh yeah, they're called Chapitos, Matt. Uh, it's like all those mob films where. Uh, you see some of the older school Italian mafiosos drugs are a dirty saying, business. yeah, the yeah. drugs saying that drugs are a dirty business. Uh, we just stay with gambling, right? Or, uh, you know, don't touch the opium or the cocaine. And it always represents a paradigm shift or a sea change. That's why Don Carleone got, got popped because he wouldn't play ball. With, you know, with uh, whomever it was, the other families that were aligning to, to you know, do drugs. <gasps> and Don Carleone was like, nah, I, I don't believe in that. I think it's going to ultimately destroy us if we get into this business. Yeah. Well, so what of the other cartels that are like, hey, fentanyl's cool with us? Well, then that's just going to be another doctrinal difference, you know, and they're going to beef over it. Uh, that's exactly what's going to happen. I mean, a lot of fentanyl also is produced in China. Right. And the U.S. has unsuccessfully attempted to uh, get the PRC to crack down on this. Results aren't in yet. And also, you know, we have to ask ourselves, what about law enforcement? What about the DEA, the the FBI or, you know, the CIA still in the game? Right. (laughs) You you didn't hear it here first. What did they do? Did they go there and they say because they're focusing hard on stopping fentanyl? Do they sit down with their contacts, which they definitely do have, and say, like, hey, guys, I've been to college, you know, who doesn't love a little cocaine, (laughs) but this fentanyl is getting out of hand. Did they talk to them like cool dad style? Like, hey, champ. (laughs) It's okay if you drink at our house, you know? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a safe space. I, I, I do wonder if there was something like that, some kind of serious pressure, political pressure. Yes. Where because you know that there are connections there. We talked not long ago about the cartel connections to the upper level military. Yeah, in Mexico. So mm-hmm. you know, it, there's probably somebody did exactly that. Ben, someone came down and mm-hmm. co- did the cool dad. Yeah, and they're like, look, heroin is just less harmful. So keep doing that. We'll we'll ease up on monitoring some of that for you as long as you can promise. You know, commit. Getting rid of the fentanyl. Law enforcement is less likely to talk in euphemistic language than intelligence agencies, but I could totally see something where they say, guys, look, at the end of the day, it's all about harm reduction. You know, I, uh, I think it will reduce harm to, uh, to your consumers if we have less fentanyl. And it will certainly reduce harm to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. <laughs> and they're like, all right, well, great meeting. I got to I got to go, uh, you know, back to the, over the border. Whatever. Yeah. No, they meet within the U.S., I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But, and they're also like, oh, but do you remember who we are? <laughs> Law enforcement agency, mm-hmm. whoever you are. Anyway, that's a that's a wild meeting at the Biddigans, right over in Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and the last thing before we move on, this is something I think should be an episode in the future. How does, back to the idea of cleaning the money, like the catalytic converters, how do you clean this money derived from the massive drug trade? It's a crime ring based in China that's also used by Hezbollah. That's that's the story. There are a lot of tether coins, they're called, like yeah. another Bitcoin. So just a teaser for a future episode on another evening. Uh, for now, don't do drugs. Try your best not to steal cars. We're going to pause for a word from our sponsor. 
witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Tired of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabay. Anabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. That's right, sofas from only $639. Anabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric, cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam, and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top, up to 60% off site-wide. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I.com. Offers are subject to change and certain restrictions may apply. Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic, treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness. Kick back and spread some positivity into the world. From smashing glass ceilings to breaking records in sports, on stages, and at the box office, women are crushing it in every way imaginable. And with peanut butter M&Ms by your side, relax and keep listening to Women Take the Mic podcasts as you dance your way through inspiring stories, share laughs, and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. Happy International Women's Day. And we've returned with another piece of strange news. Sasquatch, Bigfoot, Skunk Ape. The Abominable Snowman. The Yeti. Back in the news, y'all. It's back in the news. What was that amazing uh, photo, the most famous one from 1967? It's got a name. Is it the one where he's walking? Yeah, he's yeah, walking. Like yeah. in stride, yeah, kind yeah, of. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. see it in bumper stickers. Uh-huh. You see it in fridge magnets. Well, we have another sighting that looks remarkably similar to that one, but we also have a video 
now. Um, and much like the recent um, Nessie convention, I guess, that descended on Loch Ness to sort of reinvigorate interest in some of these cryptids that have maybe fallen out of the public consciousness a little bit, largely because they've been debunked like multiple times over. Mm-hmm. Um, this seems to have the potential to, you know, also reinvigorate interest in uh, Yeti hunting or Bigfoot hunting. We all had a lovely time going to a uh, Sasquatch museum in uh, Blue Ridge, Georgia. I believe it's called, was it? Operation Bigfoot? Expedition, Expedition Bigfoot. Expedition Bigfoot. Yeah. Uh, LJ, if you're ever around uh, this neck of the woods here in Georgia and you go up into the Blue Ridge Mountains area on your way, there's this really cool museum that is as much like, uh, you know, the kinds of things you might see at Epcot Center in Disney. This guy, uh, what was his name? David Becerra. Yeah, very, very influenced by Disney um, Imagineering. And so there's a lot of these little exhibits. This guy is an active Bigfoot enthusiast. He has like vehicles on display with like radar dishes or whatever, whispered dishes that you use to kind of like amplify sound. And he's got them all built onto these little bespoke golf carts. This is the kind of guy that I think would uh, take great interest into this story. Um, So this one, though, we always, you know talked about Bigfoot as, as being a bit of a regional phenomenon, like a lot of times in the Pacific Northwest, um, a couple of other locations. Uh, I don't know that I've ever heard of one being seen in Colorado. Have y'all? It would make sense potentially because uh, it, there's enough uh, there's enough rural area and Un- wilderness. Yeah, that's yeah. sort of the key, right, with most cryptids. It's like, where can they thrive where there aren't eyes on them all the time? Where's is, the Bigfoot in Bushwick? You exactly, know what I mean? Exactly. He's uh, he's hanging out at a dive bar DJing probably, mm-hmm. you know. Guys, we should low-key make that, whatever that is, like— Bushwick Bigfoot? Yeah, the Bigfoot Big of Bush- Bushwick. The, yeah, the that's Bigfoot it. of Bushwick. Yeah. <laughs> that, that should be like a children's book. That might be a guy. It, it He's very, already very like, much could be. But um, so a guy named Stetson Parker, uh, which is a great name, Stetson, presumably named after the hat, maybe not. Uh, and his wife, Shannon, took a, uh, a little um, a pleasure tour, I suppose, on a vintage railroad in Colorado called the Durango and Silverton Narrow Gauge Railroad um, that, quote, provides historic and entertaining rides. This story comes from the New York Times uh, in an article by Claire Moses. And the Parkers got a little more than they bargained for with the uh, price of admission for that little tour. Uh, They uh, cited a, a Bigfoot. The Bigfoot? I mean, again, we don't know. Are there many of them? Is there just the one? Seems like there would have to be many. Um, And there's footage of this. You can see it online. Uh, It's been shared all across social media. And uh, it's it's a, you know, a shot out the window. And if you've ever been on a train um, trip, you know, in the maybe in out west or in parts of the country that are a little more rural, lots of really awesome wide vistas. You can get really cool shots just from the train window using your phone that look like cinematic because of how huge the horizon is and the, you know, this the the kind of scale of, of the shot. And in this, you see uh, some brush, some kind of scrubby brush land. And then if you look in, kind of zoom in with your eyeballs, you see this uh, Bigfoot type cat um, or bear or ape just swinging his arms along in a very similar pose, a very similar posture and gait to that uh, that 1960s footage that we talked about. The arms out, swinging like a 
Polaroid picture. That's not a thing, but you you can picture it, y'all. Yeah, but he at the very beginning of the footage I just watched, he does like a quick footed like kind of thing to get over a couple of rocks. He's and, a spry little fella, but then and, immediately squats down and and almost camouflages. Well, that's the in thing. With the it foliage. ends. It ends with the squat, and he does then or they do whatever. This creature then becomes quite camouflaged. It's really, really fascinating. I mean, honestly, when I first looked at it, I was like, this is a deep fake that's using the same type of footage that we've seen before because the posture is so similar. The, um, I guess, proximity or rather the the scale of the arms, the length of the arms in, in relation to the rest of the body, very, very similar. Um, the way the hair kind of drapes, you know, almost like a Wookiee type figure, you know. Mm. It's also a very, very short clip. It's a very short yeah. clip, but all these types of clips tend, tend yeah. to be. Um, it's at least super clear, right? It is. It's in focus. It's That's why I immediately my mind, I mean, again, we've been tainted by all this AI stuff where now we, we, we just really can't trust footage. And it would be super easy to fake a, a video like this, especially when the whole intent is for it to be kind of well, like, like to your point, Matt, it's not low res exactly, but it is a large scale vista mm-hmm. with a very small thing that's sort of the feature of it. And I could just, my mind immediately was like, that looks like fake Tom Cruise, you know, on a, <laughs> on a late night show or something, you know? Yeah. I, let's talk about the captive audience that you have when it's a bunch of human beings on a train yeah. with devices that can probably record video. That's right. I mean, if you wanted to look like Bigfoot to a lot of people at one time, yeah, this is a great place to do it. <laughs> to what end? And then also, how come there haven't been more sightings? To well, that end to, well, to what end? I mean, just like yucks, I hey. would argue, just for funsies. Um, we got know, on TMZ, man. Th- we did get on. They did get on TMZ, uh, and it, and it has led to the headline, the TMZ headline: cops. Urge scientists, uh, or sorry, Bigfoot sighting. Scientists should be on the case, not cops. So say cops, which is a very TMZ headline. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know there there are some folks uh, associated with the national forests there in Colorado. The TMZ article references the un- an under sheriff, like in the Colorado area, that is saying this, the idea that scientists should be looking into this, not mm-hmm. cops. Uh, but I couldn't find much else about that. That It wasn't mentioned in the um, in the New York Times article. So mm. definitely worth a little bit of a deeper dive. But um, yeah, one thing that came up, do you guys know what a ghillie suit is? Yes. Uh, it's, used, uh, it's used to disguise people for infiltration or for sniping. You know, the, I think the first time I saw it was probably in like one of those Navy SEALs kind of like commercials mm-hmm. where it's like really, you know, um, what's it like one of the video games? Uh, what, what is it? What are those games called? Call of Duty. Call of Duty esque, mm-hmm. you know, where it's like, you want to do this, kids. You know, you want to join this elite force because you're used to seeing this type of footage in these games. And you'll see people like emerging from swamps or whatever mm-hmm. wearing these yeah. kind of suits. And they look like, like kind of Wookiee suits, but they're a little more like Spanish moss or uh, certain types of foliage. I guess there would be different ones for different parts, you know, that uh, of the of the world or of the environment. They're, all, they're also pretty heavy, though. Have you ever? No. <laughs> oh, dude, uh, somebody I know up where I live now is a retired Marine sniper trainer. Oh yeah, and he's told sto- he's told me stories about spending days at a time in one of those suits you're talking about that are really heavy, right, and mm-hmm. uncomfortable, and literally not moving 
for days inside one of those things so that anyone with a camera or observing is not going to notice you whatsoever. And don't get them wet because that just makes it heavier. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I, I hear they're very hot. Uncle Sam is not like, let's make sure this is breathable fabric. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's not what it's about. But to that point, yeah, it makes sense to your point, Noel, that it would be a, a ghillie suit would be one of the first immediate mm-hmm. explanations. Uh, but with with the footage, we, we just don't have enough information. Well, but it doesn't move like a ghillie suit. It doesn't. It moves it moves like a costume to me, yeah, at least to my eyes. It, it does, the way it hangs and the way. But, but the arms are really long, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and there is, it does have the appearance of a skeleton, you know, yeah, like a, yeah. of something like behind all of that fur. And uh, Mr. Uh, Stetson Parker uh, was asked about this ghillie suit theory, and he uh you know, clapped back. Why would someone be wearing a ghillie suit um, during the middle of elk hunting season? Um, you know, it's a surefire way for anyone to get shot. Oh, you know, and, and <laughs> that's terrifying. That's if it true. is a hoax, somebody was out true. there during hunting season. And it does. I mean, honestly, the the way this thing is moving, it it's moving so much like the classic Bigfoot stuff that we've seen yeah that it unless that's just the way these guys move and it's definitely real it is somebody looking to get a viral video yeah but think about how many times they would have had to do it in order for someone to catch it you yeah, know what i mean you'd like, have to predict the train schedule that's right and stuff which isn't impossible by any no, means no but i would argue that if you know if this was the one that popped they've probably done it multiple times quite possibly yeah, yeah. unless it's just uh Unless it's just some dude wandering because it's it's far enough away that it doesn't necessarily, like when you look at this, you don't immediately think this is larger than a human being normally is, right? So we'd need, you know, to paraphrase Reddit, we'd need a banana for scale. We need like someone who's a confirmed human being yes. repeating the same motions That's right. to see how high the shrubs Let's are. Let's do it. And, and to answer my own question, the 1967 footage, which mm-hmm. we've seen screenshotted as a still, uh, maybe even more than we've seen the footage, uh, was called the Patterson-Gimlin film, um, which showed, again, the same gait, the arms, you know, to the point where th- that's such a classic piece of cryptid ephemera that this whatever if this is a hoax unless again this is just how these things move and this is definitely real someone was mimicking this you know because the arms are swinging in the exact same pattern um and i did not realize this but uh in 2014 oxford university uh researchers uh, investigated 30 hair samples um you know that were purportedly belonging to Mm -hmm. these types of cryptids and they matched every single one of them to other animals yeah i think we've probably mentioned the the fbi did that too right something similar a few decades earlier i think that must be right but i'm I'm only seeing the thing about the oxford study yeah um but uh yeah but this uh new york times article also quotes uh, a guy named ryan willis who's 23 and founded the trent university sasquatch society which hosts uh sasquatch university which is a reality show on the wild network that um discusses bigfoot sightings specifically in ontario and i do now remember from bakara's place uh that canada is another you know prime example of like you know a, a great location for for Sasquatch sure. sightings and there certainly yeah. have been plenty because i mean after all pacific northwest it's practically canada you know deciduous forest mm-hmm. you know there's a lot of tree cover and this i, I think 
Matt, you may be onto something. I think maybe this is a field trip for us. We can see we we could we need one guy on the train. Yes, we need uh, another person. I, I like okay. Can I be the Bigfoot? Yeah. How is this not? You got a, the better. You got the best uh, stretch for yes. that. Yeah. What if it's a hobo who is going to hop the rails and is waiting for Amtrak to pass by? But they're no, because they're going at speed, and I don't think they're. There's not a safe way to hop on a train. Oh at no, speed not like not at these types of stretches. Like no. there's no no access. It, it is it is moving very fast. Do you think? Okay, what if it's a guy, just like a regular dude out there? And squatted because they didn't want to be seen or squatted because they had to poop or whatever. Uh, what if they don't know that they have gone viral and have become, you know, the subject of a New York Times article? Or what if they do know? How come no one ever comes forward immediately and is like, no, it's me, Scummy Pete. I'm just riding <laughs> the rails with a bindle and... Hobo Johnson. Yeah, hey, my guy. Yeah. yeah, you got me. I was out there. <laughs> uh, speaking of poop, though, uh, Ryan Willis, uh, who I mentioned, the, the Sasquatch University guy, um, is quoted in this New York Times article... Um, talking about how, you know, people send him footage all the time, different hair samples. And then he's quoted in saying, but nobody has sent us Bigfoot poop right. in the mail or anything. That's one of our first, that was one of our first questions in Cryptid Episodes too, because anything that is closely related to a primate, especially one of the great apes like humans or gorillas, they're going to exhibit predictable nesting behaviors no. Uh, chimpanzees also are cleaner than humans when it comes to pooping. Yeah. So maybe, maybe Bigfoot is just more hygienic than the rest of uh, the rest of the primates. I mean, he's definitely got a luxurious mane. No question about that. He's probably using that horse shampoo. Yeah, you know, mane if, and tail. <laughs> and if he's got some, if he's got some specific wilderness and recon training, then he almost certainly buries his. You know, buries his poop. Yeah, because nobody, you know, you, you don't want to give away your position. <laughs> right, right. Or at least have a decent latrine. Uh, so we are going to become cryptid poop hunters. Is that the takeaway? Why not? You know, at this point. What else is there? What else is there? Well, I think we've got, I think we've gotten to the root of this one. Uh, will be interesting to see if if anything else comes of this. But hey, it was enough for the old New York Times to write about mm -hmm. it. So uh, it, it's a very interesting clip. Um, let us know what you think. Look it up. Uh, it's it's out there. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, hear a word from our sponsor, and then come back to you with one more piece of strange news. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury, with a reveal unlike any other, as Infinity presents. A new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Tired of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabay. Anabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. 
That's right. Sofas from only $639. Anabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric. Cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top, up to 60% off site-wide. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I dot com. Offers are subject to change and certain restrictions may apply. Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic, treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness. Kick back and spread some positivity into the world. From smashing glass ceilings to breaking records in sports, on stages, and at the box office, women are crushing it in every way imaginable. And with peanut butter M&Ms by your side, relax and keep listening to Women Take the Mic podcasts as you dance your way through inspiring stories, share laughs, and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. Happy International Women's Day. And we've returned. Guys, my obsession with water and water-related things continues. I apologize to you and to everyone listening. I cannot get away from water for are, one reason or another. Aren't most people obsessed with water? Well, We're made of like 90% of it or something along those yeah, lines. Yeah, 70. 70, 70, okay, okay, okay. 70 I talked to my therapist this morning, uh-huh. and uh, he thinks it's it's a problem. Oh, so it's okay. It's okay. You, you worried about those precious bodily fluids, like the like the, like the the guy that goes crazy in uh, Dr. Strangelove? That's exactly what's going on All right, up, in, we'll, up in this brain. We'll keep an eye on you, Matt. Well, I think, uh, yeah, but just to be fair then, if, if you feel obsessed, then I'm right there with you, man. Because it's one of the, it's one of the few requirements that no one can buy their way out of yet. Yeah. Oh God. Uh, so you remember this other thing, per and polyfluoroalkyl substances? Boy, do I. PFAS. You guys remember these forever chemicals? Uh, yeah. yeah. PFAS. Of course. Yeah. I feel like we talk about them at least once a month here on stuff they don't want you to know. The frying pan stuff, right? Uh, yes, exactly. Frying pan stuff, but also uh, eight eight thousand nine hundred and ninety nine other chemicals yeah. besides Teflon. When you get a paper cup that doesn't instantly get soaked, the little barrier <laughs> there is the it has probably has PFAs, definitely some microplastics. Anything that a bead of water just like rolls right off. Yes, probably a lot of it. Bad yeah. news. The yeah, lining inside every Coca Cola can you've ever consumed. I'm not going to think about it. <laughs> Uh, also, uh, the lining of popcorn bags. Yeah. Oh, it's in everything. Well, guys, the reason why those are scary, and we've talked about it on this show, listen to several full episodes we've made on the subject. Active conspiracies as well. Oh, theories. yeah. Real conspiracies where human beings now understand the science behind why these carbon chains are so dangerous for humans uh, because they don't break down when they get into your system and they have a tendency to embed themselves 
within your system as they, you know, move around in your bloodstream. Uh, or just go through your bowels or wherever mm. they happen to find themselves as sure. you consume more and more every day. Every human being does this on the planet because they're in every source of water on the planet. And if you're carrying a child, they're going to be in your kid, too. So this is real cradle to the grave stuff. And it turns <laughs> out that PFAs may get you uh, to your grave a little earlier. Probably. It's probably not going to have any effect on you immediately, right? Generally, they don't. It's a long game with these guys, as you said, cradle to the grave kind of thing. Um, it's a huge problem. There are a lot of ways to clean up pollution that humanity has, you know, found our way into, right? Ways to clean up things like oil spills. What's some What's some other horrible pollution? Uh, chemicals that get released when a train derails that aren't PFAS. Mm. Shout out East Palestine and the countless other or the hundreds of other train accidents. Uh, oh, uh, nuclear waste. There are ways that you can collect those substances mm -hmm. pretty effectively and isolate them, let's say, in a, you know, 10 to 20 foot concrete cube of some sort. Mm -hmm. uh, with PFAS, there hasn't really been, at least within the, the, up until a couple of years ago, a reliable way to destroy the chemicals once they contaminate something like especially a body of water yeah well guys huh. it's changing oh this is a positive story yes. this is a positive oh, story <laughs> with such doom and gloom I, we I, wanted I, to I, end on something positive well, right the point is it is doom and gloom but there's a glimmer of hope uh just over the horizon silver here. lining there's like the end of line. true detective season one spoilers yeah is that when you get to see the universe open up above their heads yeah like, and, and you hug it out with your bestie Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, after the hospital visit. I mm -hmm. remember that. Mm -hmm. <sighs> oh, True Detective season New one. New season coming. Yeah. Jodie Foster. Four, yeah. yeah, it's called Night Country. What? It looks cool. Apparently, it's actually got ties back to the first one, at least in the, in yeah, the trailer. The it has idea. the same spiral guys. That oh, are it's also what? in Alaska, so I hope what? they tie back to the mythos. Oh, man. I, we just learned that there's a fallout. TV show well, coming? Well, that was only a matter of time. I mean, sure. it's good material. Yeah. Guys, more good TV. Mm -hmm. Yay! Hey, well, and the Matt, writer strike sort of dealt with. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Let's just temper part. our expectations, because you know that that's not about the video game, right? Oh, is it not? No, it's about Fallout Boy. Oh, Stop even it. better! Stop it, <laughs> God, they were so good at the music festival. They were pretty good. Okay, so the, the hope in the future here on mm. the horizon is a startup company from Tacoma, Washington, called Aguaga. A -G say that again? Aguaga. Uh, that's how I would say it. Okay, now say meeting. it like you're Irish. I don't think it's possible. Oh, no, wait, wait, wait. Do it like Harry Carey. Aguaga. <laughs> there we go. That's good. Aguaga has landed <laughs> 4.7 million in contract. Yeah. Um, no, but this this company. I might say it more Aquaga. Aquaga? No, it's, it's it got is a it a Q? It's a Q. It's definitely oh, a Q. Oh, yeah. I see. You know what? Because I've got the little red line under it in my notes, mm -hmm. it's reading as a G instead of a Q. I want to say, I'll do it, it a like, soft Q. Yeah, <laughs> I'll do it. I, I want to do it more like a loud, like an accusation, you know, like, con, like, Aquaga! Like, <laughs> okay. Attica! So it makes a lot more sense that it's Aquaga. Aqua, mm -hmm. Aquaga. Yeah. Okay. A-Q-U-A-G-G-A. -G -G -A. That's yeah. the company. They have developed machines or a system that fits inside basically a um, 
one of these containers, like a shipping container. Yeah. And so you would ship this device wherever there's a contaminated source of water. You run the contaminated water through their system, which subjects the water itself to tremendous pressure and heat, which is apparently enough to actually break down those crazy strong carbon chains, which again, up until this point has been almost impossible to actually do, like to break these things. And they can... They can set up shop and just process water and let it flow through it. Mm -hmm. I mean, guys, to me, it's amazing that it's even possible because like with oil, let's say you're cleaning up an oil uh, spill or something, right? Often, at least what we've seen in, gosh, the Deepwater Horizon situation and a couple others, Mm -hmm. there are attempts to like soak that stuff up and then either A, send it to the bottom of the ocean or so space. nobody can see it. <laughs> or, or yeah, or gather it up and try and either reuse it or store it somewhere safely. Or put it in a, uh, an undeveloped or a developing nation. That is very true. Like how the U.S. will sometimes sell uh, decommissioned craft for like a dollar because and send it to ship breakers because yeah. it's, it's so much more expensive to properly break it down dude well yes sorry we're being positive but but in this case they are actually breaking down the chemicals rather than having to store it safely somewhere the way you'd have to do with um, radioactive materials right with a really high rate of success too right (laughs) yeah crazy high rate of success not as high as you can get well that at least here's the thing it's a startup company right so we have to remain a little bit skeptical because they are attempting to promote to get more funding to get more contracts you know they want me and you and everybody else to think everything is great at a 99% uh, destruction rate of PFAS, right? Sure. Maybe it's a little off that mark, but even if they're close to that, for me, it's a positive thing. Let me give you a little bit of this reporting out of GeekWire where uh, I'm learning some of this stuff. is titled, Forever Chemicals Are Eternal No More Thanks to a Pollution-Destroying Device from Tacoma Startup. Again, Already, just with that headline, it almost sounds like there's a press release involved somewhere in here, mm-hmm. right? Just yeah. because it's like, yeah. hey, it's this Tacoma startup. At least they didn't name the company right in the title. That gives me a little hope that but it's there, not There just are that. some agencies involved, some government agencies involved in their, like, sort of test, right? Oh, yeah. The, the EPA, they won, basically, uh, grants from the EPA through showing off their technology and saying, mm-hmm. hey, this is, they're testing it. This is how it works. They were able to show that it was functional, and they got money from the government. I'll tell you this from that article. Uh, they've landed $4.7 million in contracts, awards, and demonstration projects that include partnerships with seven federal government agencies. So that's, again, that's pretty good sounding to me. Uh, they launched in 2019, mm-hmm. and they won a contest uh, an EPA contest in 2020. And then they just built their, like basically in 2021, they built their first prototype and they've been testing it ever since. Right. Yeah. Um, and let me just tell you the the process here. According to the article, uh, their weapon of PFAS destruction annihilates the pollutants in a device that can reach high pressure and temperature hitting 570 degrees Fahrenheit. And then to that, they add lye which is, uh, you know, a substance we've talked about many a time. Uh, It's in soaps, and it creates a caustic environment for these carbon chains, which then further breaks down these things. It says the conditions dismantle the PFAS, breaking off the compound at its head, 
mm-hmm. and chopping up its spine of carbon molecules. How'd they figure that out? I don't know. That And finally, lopping off the fluoride, because remember, these are per and polyfluoral alkyl substances, so there's a fluoride involved in the chain, right. and it uh, lops off that fluoride molecule that goes along the backbone of the entire chain, which is what keeps it stable. So, like, I don't really have much else to say on this, guys, besides this is super cool to me, and I hope there's more companies out there. And it sounds like it, it sounds like there are a bunch of startups attempting to do this. Yes, yeah, there's a lot of money going in from uh, research institutes that a lot of which operate out of places like Georgia Tech here in Atlanta. Amazing. A lot of postdoc work, a lot of private equity funds pouring money in. And Matt, I don't know if we got to it, but I, I got to give a shout out to the special, the, the etymology of aquaga. Oh yeah. Tell me, I, I don't know it. It's, uh, it's named after an extinct animal. Uh, so it's a zebra type. A relative. Yeah. yeah. Of the zebra. So they call themselves the, the zebras aquaga, a single quaga. And then they, no pun left behind, hashtag no pun left behind, Aquaga. Because it sounds really awkward, but now when you hear why they named it that, it it makes sense. Well, they they also uh, categorize themselves as a zebra company instead of a unicorn company. Apparently, unicorn company is a term like in VC type stuff Mm -hmm. for like some, a company that's driven entirely by competition. But they say, we're more of a zebra company. We want to cooperate, you know, with other organizations to help get rid of these uh, PFAS. And another um, interesting partnership is the Federal Aviation Administration, as well as the Alaska Department of Transportation. um, And also, the Alaska Department of Environmental Conservation, who I believe all three have contributed something, at least to the $2.5 million demonstration project that they did, that, again, was, I believe, quite successful. Man, seems pretty well, positive. Opposite of killer, right? <laughs> Hopefully. Well, they're killing the bad stuff. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah Hopefully. man. And it's going to take uh, more and more companies like this, more and more private-public collaborations. I know it's easy for us to become cynical when you think about, you know, one of the first answers, at least in the West, uh, is how do we monetize this, right? Mm. Uh, and hopefully, uh, as humanity has already arrived at an ecological tipping point, hopefully people can start redefining profit as something beyond uh, simply financial terms. Yeah. Benefit to humanity overall would be a great metric. Mm-hmm. How do you measure that, though? Let us know. We, can, <laughs> we, want, we would love to hear the answers. If you have, if you have the solution uh, to this, if you have participated in a chop shop, if you are the guy that those folks think was Bigfoot, or if you are Bigfoot, you know, or, whatever. Or if you've seen something yeah, along sure. those lines, let us know. You can reach us on all the social media outlets of note. Uh, we are Conspiracy Stuff Show on X, FKA, Twitter, uh, Facebook, and YouTube. Conspiracy Stuff Show on Instagram and TikTok. Hey, we have a phone number. You can call us. We are one 833 S-T-D-W-Y-T-K. Oh, it feels good to do that together. That's our number. When you call in, give yourself a cool nickname, not your government name. And let us know if we can use that name and your message on one of our listener mail episodes. If you've got more to say than can fit in three minutes, why not instead send us a good old-fashioned email? We are the people who read every email we get. Conspiracy at iHeartRadio.com. 
Stuff They Don't Want You to Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human-moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. 